Hello, everyone. This is your host, Zahra Taleji, and welcome back to the Faith, Flight, and Flight podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I have the brilliant, beautiful, and fierce Leila Hamouda with me today. Leila is a friend of mine and a dear friend of mine, actually, and she is of Arab American descent, and she is politically, socially active with all the current issues happening around the world, especially in the MENA region. So welcome, Leila. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you for having me, Zahra. I know it's been a long time coming with, you know, uh, the podcast, but I'm so happy that we are finally able to sit down and do it today. So I am really excited to hear you speak because you have a lot to tell and it shows from your personality. So. I just want the viewers to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. Um, so for your, what I know that you are a girl of all trades. So just tell me a little bit about your interests and hobbies. So I'm mostly interested in like metaculture. I want, uh, I'm trying to navigate like, like how the metaculture is, whether it's in Lebanon or Libya or anywhere in the Arab world and I love reading streaming you know Dubka is my jam so I got you um, so uh yeah that's basically my hobbies to raise awareness of disability and culture and yeah amazing I love it and I just love that because I think that you are great at what you do and it shines through and you just are very authentic with it. So yes. it's amazing. Um, and currently, where are you living? I'm in between right now. Like, I'm a certified Arab snowbird. If you want, oh, you know, you know, in the in the summer I'm back in Ohio. In the winter, sometimes I'm in Florida, you know. That, that is the best. Like you need that balance, especially with this climate change going on. It's a little whack. <laughs> yeah for sure it's crazy so that's awesome um so you definitely grew up around a lot of arabs in ohio yeah Yeah, mostly palestinians in uh dayton ohio you know i was the only like mixed kid and i'm also my dad's from libya so um like we didn't hang around many people from this this country was mostly lebanese and palestinians that i grew up with oh awesome that's cool Mm -hmm. And your favorite song currently, because I know you have a lot of jams and we both love the same music. So what is your favorite song currently? Well, if you want to talk English right now, um, it's kind of like I'm not your stereotypical Arab girl listening to hip hop or pop. So I like uh, Dead Don't Die by the band Shinedown. You know, I'm a rock girl. And then with Arabic, as you know, I'm a huge Ben Hamzain fan. So, uh, Inta Wahadi is like my jam right now. So, he's the goat. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. But I love your style. It's, I just love how it's all over the place, like mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think that really explains our personalities. Yeah. And I see you got the Lebanese flag you're representing today. Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Love it. Thank you, girl. No problem. <laughs> and last question for the intro. Um, what is your favorite dish, American or Arabic? Or both? I I 
look, I tr- I switch between shawarma and a hamburger, okay? Yeah. Like, sometimes I can't choose between whether to have shawarma and hummus or cheeseburger and french fries. Have both. Have both. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Um, yeah, I, I, I could say all of it. Yeah. All of it's my favorite. Yeah. So thank you for giving us a little background about you. I know you have a whole lot more about you that we don't know. So I know that we'll be seeing that through this podcast today. Yeah, for sure. So I just wanted to say that I really admire you, your confidence. Layla and me have gone way back. We've been friends since probably 2015. Yeah. You, you met my sister Rhonda first. Yeah. And then we met Mm -hmm. and we've been social media buddies since and oh yeah it's 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 like the old school like Arab you take the younger sister as the friend you know (laughs) and then you just get the whole whole family (laughs) yeah um and it's just fun because you know we get to see what's happening in each other's lives even if it's just through social media so it's really cool to keep up with oh Um, for sure and yeah, I just, I love how I've seen you grown throughout your years. And I'm sure you've seen me growing throughout my, the last few years. So yeah. so, cool. <clears throat> so today, okay. So let's just go right into it. Um, So Layla is a friend of mine, as I just said, Um, today we are going to be talking about a condition that she was born with called cerebral palsy and um just everything involving it and the, even just the misconceptions around it. Um, because, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions with mental, physical disabilities today that people aren't aware of, especially in the Arab community. And, mm-hmm. you know, there always needs to be a voice for those who are experiencing these things. And I, and Layla is that voice. Um, so today we're going to, she's just going to give an override of her experience with it. And the first question I have for you, Layla, is can you explain what cerebral palsy is and how it develops? Okay, so cerebral palsy is a neuro disorder. It's a permanent disability which affects the brain, which then affects the body. Um, There's different levels of cerebral palsy. There's mild to totally severe with like wheelchair and everything. Um, What I have is uh, spastic hemiplegia, which means that my right brain is damaged, but my left body side of my body is paralyzed. Mm. Um, it doesn't change. It's not progressive at all for my cerebral palsy, but there's some changes as you get older um, with age. So. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you for explaining that because I'm sure a lot of us don't really know what it is and how it affects you because it's both cognitive and physical physical correct mm-hmm. okay. and um and I just and I and I know that you said it's it doesn't progress so how do you feel um like treatment wise are there treatments for it? are you did you have have you done treatment yeah well when I was three I would I had to have like a huge surgery with an a cast that was really hard and then another surgery, and then then they had to fix my eyes. So, but currently I am doing Botox, which is amazing. If you have hemiplegia, um, cerebral palsy, it 
like deadens the muscles a bit and you can walk a bit better but i currently use a walker now because of my progression as i age from 30 to 40 you know mm -hmm. and you don't look a day over 25 so <laughs> I love um so th yeah so that is um so there is treatment available and you can always you know progress in a way i would say yeah yeah okay there's different treatments there's stem cell there's botox there's anything you can imagine <laughs> okay awesome that's good to know and the next question i have for you is where so i know you told me you grew up in ohio yeah. Um, but I want to know how that has affected your experience with CP. Well, it depends, like, culturally. You know, my mother's American. And uh, they're a little bit, like, opening and accepting when, like, you're younger. But, like, on the Arab side, you know, they would uh, kind of feel pity for my mom because, you know, I was walked a little funny and all this stuff but then I could talk and you know spit out information you know so yeah it's, okay. it's tough culturally yeah. yeah thank you for sharing both sides because I feel like we need to understand that for sure yeah um but but what I want to kind of just chime in is that through that all, I, I really admire you and your confidence and your resiliency to those challenges because I feel like through it all, like you've just been so positive with it and you've looked at it in such a different lens and a positive lens. And I know you you have a your faith is big and you know, God gives his God gives us what he knows we can handle. And I feel like it makes us all unique and you are definitely unique and in that sense where you know, you still push through, even though it's challenging. So yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that about you. Thank you. Of course. Um, third question: What is the most challenging part about being an Arab Muslim with CP? Oh, being social. It's definitely because you would know that culturally, for your standpoint, like when all your friends move on get married, have babies and everything. And people just look at you like you're not moving on or that maybe you're not trying enough and you have to kind of explain to the aunties or whatever that your physical disability makes men awkward to want to marry you or to be seen talking with you and all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And I just, you know, those Arab aunties, they are the worst. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, even having to probably explain that to them is just like, why? Why do I have to explain that to you? Yeah, it, it's totally exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just like, you know, there's things that I'm sure are making that make it challenging. And, you know, having to explain that to someone is just not, you don't want to do that. Yeah, no. Yeah. So I definitely can attest to that too, even with my, my own family and pressures from society. So I, I can relate to you and I'm sure so many other girls and especially women, they can relate to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, fourth question. What do you think the biggest mis misconception people have of you is? That, um, that I'm not 
as ambitious or like smart or whatever when they see my when I'm talking and I'm in my walker um I'm also bilingual by the way so I, I speak Arabic and English and but I don't know a lot of the Libyan dialect but I know like Lebanese and Palestinian and all that stuff and anytime I'm in a conversation people's mouths drop like wow. like oh my gosh she knows what she's exactly saying you know it's like mind they're mind blown to that but that's yeah. amazing like knowing two languages because you know me I I'm not fluent Arabic and I yeah. wish I was but you are and that's such a good um that's so that's a good tool to have and I actually like because my dad only spoke English to us I was raised with a like a young young Palestinian who would babysit me all the time so I just kept hearing it and you know that is perfect that is like the perfect person to have around you growing up especially as an Arab American yeah because me I grew up as a Lebanese American, but my parents, they didn't stick with the Arabic with me and my sisters. We responded to them in English and they responded back to us in English. Yeah, well, it's the same with my immediate family because my mother's American. My dad tried when I was little and my maternal grandfather was just like, huh, what is she saying, you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like our dads are so similar. We've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. But that's really good. You know, I think every Arab kid should have that um environment be in that environment growing up to keep their culture alive oh for sure yeah okay fifth question how has your faith helped you through your struggle with cp um it's been a struggle it's been a journey like when you're a kid like when you're a kid you want to be just like everybody else yeah. you know i was the only arab girl in my school all the way through elementary through high school so it was tough, but on the weekends, I would spend with my Arab friends, and that kind of gave me that push, especially, like, after 9-11, you know, we all kind of bonded and all that other stuff, and I'm so thankful for that because even though religion and culture often mix, I got the, the dose of spirituality about, you know, um, God gives his battles to his toughest soldiers, all this and that, that I was taught. And, you know, uh, that's a bit, that's the biggest thing in my life is knowing that God knows best and, you know, just keep going, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so he, so would you say he's been your rock through it all kind of? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. And, and I feel like, you know, every, ch every, um, every challenge you go through in life, it's just, it's a test from the, the Lord. And he, you know, these things kind of work for a purpose and they draw us closer to him. So without yeah. these conditions in our lives, you know, there'd be nothing to pull us to need him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. And my sixth question is, what are you most passionate about? I'm passionate about, you know, bringing awareness to our community about different people and different ways of life. Um, I always feel like everybody wants to compare us to each other all the time. Like, you know, and I want either the older generation or the new generation, we're all different. We have all different timelines. You know, we're all in different spaces of our lives and nobody should judge or criticize where somebody is 
in their life. And so I just want to spread kindness to our community because I forget that. I think that people forget how to be kind. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I, I understand 100%. You know, compassionate and thinking of other people's and not just following what everybody else is saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it is, it's honestly ironic to me because, you know, you're Muslim, I'm Christian, but in in both communities, Arab Muslim community, Arab Christian community, there's a lot of judging going on. And, and it's like, there shouldn't be because God didn't judge anyone. Who are you following if it's not God? And yeah, because, you know, I grew up in a, in a small little town or you know, and we only had one Arab Christian neighbor and they were so ignorant that they thought that all Arabs were Muslims and not Christian. And there was just a bunch of stereotypes and they think that we all don't get along. But um, honestly, like you guys are like family. Like it feels like every time I talk to you guys, I feel like I'm home and, you know. Yeah, vice versa, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all about showing co- uh, coexistence basically yes and i mean that's what our countries represent too like the middle east countries lebanon syria palestine iraq it's coexistent if they yeah. do it there why can't we do it here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but i really and i really feel you though about you know kindness and compassion because a lot of people are lacking that nowadays especially in the middle eastern um community yeah so yeah thank you for sharing that Okay, seventh question. If you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Um, I think open-mindedness. Um, because, I don't know, it just seems like whether East or West, you hear it all over the news or whatever that, that they want to change people's ways of life, you know? People, I think God made different people so we can learn about one another and not and not have a conflict with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I have thought about that a lot. Um, like uh, just everyone is different. And I feel, you know, God made God made so many races. So, you know, he made he didn't make races. He made mankind. And <laughs> we kind of separated everything into different, you know, Sec, uh, religion, color, background. Yeah, it, it is on the on the verse of Surah Al Hijrah where he, where the they talk about we made you into tribe and nations so we can learn one another and not be in a fight with each other. So yeah, and there's actually a verse in the Bible that says there is no Jew or Gentile. Just there's a there's one race. There's one human human mankind. Oh yeah. And, yeah, so I definitely agree about that open-mindedness and realizing that everyone's different. God made everyone for a reason yeah. to learn from. And actually, this is the last question, but I know we, we can keep talking, so we can go on from here. But what is one thing you want the audience in the Arab world to better understand about your disability? Is that we are not sad. We're not lonely. <clears throat> We're not weak. We can have relationships. We can have families. But I feel like the ableism needs to stop in the Arab communities. Um, it's very hurtful when people look at me in my walker and feel like that I am not good enough or I'm not good enough to be somebody's daughter-in-law or 
wife or best friend or an I'm a human being just like everybody else exactly I love that that's so true and um and I and I love how even though you know you've been through a lot like with different people you know expressing their opinions and assumptions about you you've remained confident in who you are yeah I've tried to be yeah it's hard trust me you gotta fake it till you make it (laughs) yep and I love that I just love that you know no matter what you still remain confident and and securing yourself and who God made you and how Mm -hmm. God made you yeah Um, I love that so that's amazing and and any, do you have any last words that you want to tell us? Um, any, any just words of advice about, you know, someone who else is struggling with what you're going through, who is also in the Arab community? Yeah, I mean, for, I don't know how many Arab Americans have my same cerebral palsy, but just live your life and try and try to keep doing the best that you can whether it be little breaks here and there, or don't give in to the pressures. Our parents might want what's best for us, but also they're going through it too. They're going through like the grieving and the hardships and stuff, but you gotta, you you have to have some kind of solvent of like patience and trust that God knows exactly what he's doing for you and what he's written for you so that's the advice I would give and and to the people that are not disabled just you know say hi don't make everything feel like it's awkward like you're going to offend somebody because just a hi and a conversation can always make your day amen to that I love that (laughs) that's that's really good advice um and um, my my one question that I had for you was how how were your parents how did your parents deal um with you know with the conditions you know that they that they were in as well yeah I'm sure they went through their own things and then yeah. um how how was your relationship with your parents with your disability how was that growing up? um it's 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 good obviously but my like my mom she had to deal with it at year and a half and my dad went overseas for some family emergency but I think when he came back it was a little hard I think he had a lot of dreams he set out for me because I'm the oldest Mm -hmm. and so as soon as I became an adult he literally um like he didn't like he didn't expect that it was going to always be the same like I probably might be living with them for a long time or whatever I mean he hoped a lot for me because it's so mild you know and then when it comes to the fact that some things have changed it's just it's I think it's really hard for Arab fathers who have daughters with disabilities because you had so many goals and dreams set on them from the time that they were born and then when they get to be adults, it's just kind of different. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's so true. Um, I can definitely attest to that <laughs> with my, even just my dad and things that I've been through with my dad. And, um, and, you know, some parents want, they want to see their children, you know, go above and beyond. And even if you don't, you know, sometimes you don't reach those goals and, 
and it's like okay yeah. now what like how are we gonna yeah. move forward from this yeah exactly and so what would you tell what would you what would you tell other parents who don't know how to deal with their child having a disability what, what um, advice would you give them I would I would say make a lot of supplications or du'as we call it in Islam um just just you know have patience and you know seek out resources I mean Mohsin is a great uh resources for Muslims with disabilities they're doing a great job helping young people and doing activities and all that stuff but even there's with mild disabilities, anything can happen. You just have to put your trust in God. Yes, know? exactly. And you and you said it was called Mahsan. How do you spell mm-hmm. that? M U H S E N. Yeah, M U H S E N. Mahsan. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's a great. That's that's a great piece of advice. And at the end of the day, you you have to trust in God and His plans, and He'll give you the strength. Yeah. yeah. And then just my final question, I'm sorry. Um, what do, what do you do for self-care? How do you take care of yourself um on those rough days? Oh, I just maybe if I have like um like a foot mask or a, you know, just kind of you know, take care of my face and whatever. And then like usually I like binge watch or listen to music or you know talking to my friends on social media because I can't drive I can't go out so social media has been my backbone so yeah I'm into that <clears throat> and that's yeah those are all good <laughs> I re- I love those those uh self-care options <laughs> binge watching <laughs> Turkish series is unfortunately my <laughs> yeah one of my go-tos uh, um, I do Lebanese so. yeah I did I do Lebanese too but I don't know just those Turkish ones got a hold on me they're really good at acting yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately um <laughs> and 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 would you say surrounding yourself with you know not if it's not physical community but like even online community is how you kind of get through those hard days as well yeah the online community I don't know what I would have done without social media sometimes because if we had lived in like the 1800s or something, I'd probably, I probably would not be as well as I am now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's so crazy to think about if social media didn't exist and what we would be doing. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, maybe it was better. It's better off. But other times I'm like, no, I kind of need my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just balance. (laughs) That's what we need. For sure. (laughs) Well, Layla, thank you so much for being on here with me. I honestly, this was such a fruitful conversation and I know that other people can benefit from this. Um, and I just really appreciate everything you shared because it it was so resourceful and insightful. So thank yeah. you so much. Um, oh, no problem. Thank you. And if if you feel comfortable, Layla, um, you can leave, I can leave your Instagram below for others to you know follow you so they can oh oh definitely definitely. awesome yeah and you know just so they can receive more awareness and spread that awareness too oh no problem awesome okay thank you so much Layla and it was great speaking to you thank you